0: Hey ladies, welcome to the Looking Above podcast. It's easy to get bogged down in details of everyday life. If we aren't intentional, our eyes can easily be pulled away from the Lord and we can set our gaze on things of earth. 2 Corinthians 4.18 says, So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. My name is Karen Boffman and I'm the women's pastor at New Life Church in Gillette, Wyoming. I believe that our perspective changes everything, so together we'll be looking above.
1: Welcome back to Looking Above. This is episode 57 and we're talking today about longing and beauty. Mm. I'm Brooklyn, and this is Karen, and we are happy to be welcome, here with you. Welcome, Yes, we're glad you're here. So I know you wanted to start with kind of a deep, thought-provoking question. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely. I am wondering if you have ever... <sighs> gotten to that point in life where you woke up one day and just thought there has got to be more to life than this, yeah. where you just got into, I don't know, the humdrum, I guess, and just feel like this is the same thing over and over, or this is so boring, or this is so hard. Like life is just always hard and there has to be more like we hear about the abundant life, but I don't feel like I'm living it.
1: Yeah. Feeling yeah. like you're living in a loop or the yeah. Monday every single day. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think I got to this point it was somewhere in my thirties, I would say maybe my mid thirties where I just one day was like, what am I doing here? Like there has to be more than packing lunches and cleaning out book bags and doing laundry and making dinner. And washing clothes and washing dishes and then doing it all again tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow ad nauseum, Mm -hmm. you know, and it was just kind of like, what is going on here? God, there's got to be more than this. And in no way diminishing the role of a housewife and a mom. Right. No, you're just not speaking of what you felt in that. Season. Right. Yeah. Right. And I think any, it could happen to anyone in any season, in any job, any profession, you know, um, but just, I got to that place where I was like, I am not living a life of abundance. Yeah. What is going on here? So yeah. what did, so, what did you do? Insert eye roll. Yeah. You know, yeah, like oh goodness, I I really feel like I struggled with that for for a good bit. You know, just like what what am I here for, and what am I doing, and what can be different. Mm-hmm. Um, And I think this chapter, you know, that she's talking here really about addressing our longings and looking to our longings is going to help us figure out the answer. But the long and short of it is when we are stuck in that, um, what we are longing for is more of God. Yeah. And um, somehow in the mundane, in the humdrum, in whatever the routine, the whatever it is that we're doing, we have lost sight of just chasing after God with that reckless abandon that maybe Mm -hmm. we had, you know, when we were new Christians or other seasons, those mountaintop seasons, you know, and it's just kind of like everything has become so routine Mm -hmm. and, and some people need routine, but for me, that leads, (laughs) that leads to boredom. And so for me, it, it means I need to shake things up a little bit, um, but she talks in this chapter about boredom mm-hmm. and about escapism right? and um, I, the danger in both.
1: Mm-hmm. They're so, kind of two opposite ends. You're mm-hmm. either being bored and just kind of, you know, going with it. And <laughs> like, Monday where and I was. Routine, yeah. Right. Or you choose to escape and mm-hmm. try to fill up your life with all of these worldly things, mm-hmm. really, and try to forget. Mm-hmm. that you are longing for something right.
0: else. Right. And I think they can go hand in hand. Sometimes yeah. we try to escape the boredom, yeah. um, but it, it you know it goes both ways and both are just wrong ways of living. They're, right. they're not the healthiest. They're not the most resilient. Uh, one of my college roommates' dads was a pastor and he used to say, there is no such thing as boring. There's only boring people. That's good. And it took me a while like there's no such thing as boring only boring people, you know. And I've quoted that to my kids through the years like if you are feeling bored it's you. It's, it's you. you. Mm-hmm. It's not the situation. Such good wise words. Mm-hmm. And I that's what she's talking to here is that we have to then look what what why am I bored? What am I looking for? What is missing? Yeah. And then escapism, the opposite, where we just fill our lives with these things, Netflix or scrolling, just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. And that's the way I will find myself escaping. And I don't even realize that I'm doing it. For sure. And there are times when I'm looking at Instagram and literally just kind of stop and think, what am I doing? doing here. Yeah. Like I've been doing the same thing. There is life living around me and I'm sitting here looking Supped at in. my phone. Why Gosh. am I wasting my life?
1: Yeah. I deleted Facebook literally this morning because I felt like I was doing the same thing, just scrolling and scrolling. And then I'd be like, what am I? I'm looking for something. I'm, mm-hmm. I can feel myself. I'm, I'm expecting to get something out of this, mm-hmm. but I don't. And then I leave feeling not filled. And then I come back to
0: it later. Right. And And neither of us do it for long periods of time. Yeah, no. It's even five minutes. Mm -hmm. And you're like, why did I just waste five minutes on that? Yeah.
1: Or, you know, when I feel really convicted is when I'm scrolling and then I look over and see my son, my four month old, Mm -hmm. like looking at me, just waiting for me to do something. And I'm sitting here looking at my phone. I don't like it. So anyways, I deleted Facebook today. And then on Instagram, I have like no, it's nothing against anyone, but I have mostly unfollowed or muted people. Mm -hmm. And I just have accounts that actually, Mm -hmm. um, like give me recipes or things like that. But
0: anyways. Right. Speak life. That's what I do on Mm -hmm. Instagram too. Only things that are going to fill my soul. Yeah. Yeah. Because just why, why are we doing this? Why are we escaping? And what are we escaping? And then what are we hoping to find? And, and that's really what, the long and short of all of this is is whether we're bored whether we're escaping whatever we all have these longings within us Mm -hmm. and we need to sometimes just stop look at our behaviors look at our thought patterns and then say what am i longing Mm -hmm. for what is really at the core of this what is the desire that is driving these behaviors um you know, and she comes to in this chapter after she does a lot of soul searching and a lot of reading and processing is that beauty. Beauty is often what we are seeking. Beauty is what we are looking for.
1: Yeah. And and that's what we're looking for on Instagram and Facebook right. because a lot of people post the beautiful parts of their lives. Right. But we know it's not real for one. And then two, that's not where we're going to find
0: true beauty not in social media or Netflix or movies or whatever it is yeah yeah um I we just have this restlessness and you know we've talked about this quote earlier this year too with the the rest retreat Mm -hmm. we did but Augustine Saint Augustine says you have made us for yourself and our heart is restless until it rests in you and that's that where true beauty comes from and where we find rest and peace and whatever it is that we think we're desiring, all of it comes back to God. And God is the source of beauty and God is beautiful. And, you know, it just, it's a hard thing to realize, and I think so many of us can say that. Yesterday in worship, I don't know if you noticed, but some of the lyrics and the songs were talking about like all I want is you, mm-hmm. kind of that that thought, and I thought, how many of us say that, but we don't really mean it? Or we want to mean it, but we don't really mean it because we want so many other things. And we just try and fill our lives with things and experiences and people and Instagram and, you know, like we just fill, 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 fill our lives, but our hearts are going to continue to be restless until they find their rest in him. And I have been deep in processing this Mm -hmm. all weekend, um, really since last week. And I just, I hit a wall physically last week to the point where um, I had a couple different friends say, I hope you can rest tomorrow. And I thought, I can't rest tomorrow. I have to work tomorrow. And I got up tomorrow and was like, You have to rest today and you need to rest in God. And I spent most of that day laying in bed in silence with God, almost the whole day. I never do that. Did the world fall apart? No. (laughs) Did your work fall apart? No. (laughs) (laughs) No. And, you know, and I've just been processing this so much. I uh, put a reel on got brave and made a reel this morning and put it on my Instagram. But um, the story of the disciples on the Sea of Galilee mm-hmm. and the storm comes up and they're panicking and they go looking for Jesus and they find him asleep in the back of the boat, right? And what does he say to them? But you have so little faith or why do you still have no mm-hmm. faith? I think are actually the words there. Why do you still have no faith? And I'm thinking about that. I'm thinking, okay, well, first of all, they had faith. They got on the boat with Jesus. Like there's some faith. Second of all, in the middle of the storm, they knew where to go. Like they turned to their master. They went to him in the storm. Like that's some faith. And he's saying, why do you have no faith? You still have no faith. Um, And I thought, like, I'm just thinking of all these instances in life and how we do all of these things. And I thought, you know, there's probably another level, right, where you would still be working. Like, you're like, oh, yeah, Jesus is with us. He's got it. But I'm still going to do my part. Right. And they're still like batting down the hatches. And I don't even know what that means, but doing all the shipmate things, the boat (laughs) stuff. Right. And so, like, there's also that point. And I think that so often I'm in one of those two places where I'm either like running to God going, Yeah. Why aren't you fixing this? Why aren't you doing this? Like, you need to be serving me. You need to take care of this. Stop the storm. I don't want the storm. Knock it off. Like, or I'm racing around in the storm trying to do my part. And I think that's where I've been living this whole year. And all year long, I've been saying, This is my year of rest, and it's been the least restful year ever. And whose dang fault is that? mine because I've continued when the storms keep coming I just keep throwing fixing the sails and tightening the the, doing the boat stuff yeah I keep doing the boat stuff and just so convicted like my heart is going to be restless until it rests in him that I want to grow in faith to where when the storm hits and things are just going crazy, all hell breaks loose, where I just go lay in the back of the boat with Jesus. Mm, Like that's a true picture of faith, right? Mm -hmm. Is that, It's like, I can rest in the middle of this storm and our hearts are gonna continue to be restless until we find our rest in him. And this is what he's been trying to speak to me over and over. I am your rest. I am your rest. And I think, okay, great. Then we'll just keep fighting in this storm together instead of resting. Mm -hmm. (sighs) So
1: it kind of does go back to like what Rebecca was saying is like, Really, we're all searching
0: for Jesus. That's what we're searching for.
1: That's what our longings
0: are. Yeah. Yeah. And we, you know, we can, we can stay on the shore and do the shore thing and not even get on the boat. We can get on the boat and then, you know, run to him and demand that he changes things. Mm -hmm. We can just keep doing our thing and trying, hoping that he's going to come alongside of us and fix it while we're doing our thing, or we can give it all up and just say, yeah, like you are the master of the sea. You are the master of the wind and the waves. You are over everything. You've already won this battle. You're going to fight for me. You know, the uh, Exodus 14, 14, the Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Mm-hmm. And so infrequently do we do that? Because we let our longings rule our lives. We let our longings dictate what we're going to do. And so because I want peace, because I want a happy ending, because I want a life without pain, we just keep running around like crazy chickens with their heads cut off, you know, just doing all the things. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just um, an unhealthy and unfaithful way of living.
1: Yeah. So that takes intention though. Mm -hmm. That's hard Mm -hmm. to just, I mean, you came Mm -hmm. to like the end of yourself, Mm -hmm. which a lot of times that's what we see when you finally, finally get there, you know, and then Mm -hmm. we let Jesus take over, but Mm -hmm. you came to the end of yourself. And so now that you spent that day, you know, reflecting and actually resting, getting in the back of the boat with Jesus. Now, what is that going to look like moving forward?
0: Mm -hmm. intentionality. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And stillness and solitude. And that's what um, I'm really digging into now just personally is the practice of solitude and stillness, being quiet with God and listening, being better at listening. Um, I was listening to a podcast with John Mark Comer and they were saying um, that stillness, solitude is not a discipline for introverts. And I, those of us who are extroverts like to say, well, that, that discipline doesn't work for me because I'm an extrovert. But actually it's a discipline. Right. Right. And that's pride. Um, that's saying that, you know, what God calls good for us to say, nope, that doesn't work for me. That's just pride. So Um, it's harder for some of us far harder because we don't sit still well and our minds are not still. Mm -hmm. And so it's going to take great intention for me as I practice this as I did the other day, but in that tiny little span of that day, there was so much breakthrough and, um, God just stripping me of me and speaking to me about how I have been striving and how I have been con, you know, continuing to work when I was called to rest and, um, yeah, great intention. I, I, that's, that's what it, what it comes
1: to. I think usually the disciplines that like don't work for us or, and it's all individual, because mm-hmm. um, introverts probably would say like, well, I don't really need connection. That doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. Oh,
0: yeah. How many introverts <laughs> um, say that's why I'm not in the life
1: group? Yeah, exactly. Because I'm an introvert. That's just how God made me. But no, mm-hmm. the areas that are don't work for us, the disciplines mm-hmm. that God has called to us that we don't think apply to us because of how he made us. Mm-hmm. Those are where we need refined. Right. Um, and then we can allow God to work in those areas and see huge breakthrough.
0: Right. Right. Yeah, I I think um, power is made perfect in weakness. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's talk for just a moment about um you know when right before Jesus went into his ministry, he spent mm-hmm. 40 days in the wilderness. Yeah. And that was intentional. Yeah, he walked mm-hmm. to the wilderness. Right. <laughs> he went there on purpose yeah. <laughs> and stayed there for 40 days and um for me, when I have gone into the seasons of my life that I would call the wilderness or some would call it the dark night of the soul or just those, those seasons that feel dry and quiet and lonely, you know, this whole year feels like this year of loss and like God has just been stripping me. And we resist with all we have those seasons, you know, like I just wanna be close to God. I just wanna hear from God. I want it to be loud and vibrant and flourishing and I don't want to be in the desert because the desert feels dark and dry and scary but Jesus went there and why did he go there was because he was away from all of the distractions and he was able to focus on God and so we need to instead see these seasons that are so quiet and we're like God are you there? Crickets, crickets, you know like as this was what Jesus did to be with God and then throughout his ministry we often see him like Jesus withdrew to a lonely place. That's what he did. He went away from everything to encounter God. And so, so often we are filling our lives, filling our lives, filling our lives. And we need to intentionally strip strip our lives, strip our lives, strip our lives so that we can get to the place of experiencing God, which is the place of peace and beauty Right. We want to
1: hear God loud and clear and we want everything to be clear for us, but we don't want to change anything that we're doing. We want to do all of the same things, ignore Mm -hmm. those disciplines that he's called us to Mm -hmm. and still hear him. Mm -hmm. But what you've learned is that's, we need to hear him in the
0: noise. Yeah, you can't. And this is something I think you've been teaching me for years and I try and I'm so resistant because I'm so bad at being quiet like, like, it's, it is such a difficult thing for me to quiet my mind that I'm like, okay, I'm going to sit here and be quiet, but my mind is not quiet. And so just practicing that. And, and then I think sometimes, you know, like, I think God has been stripping me of things and people, and it's been a quiet, lonely, weird year for me. But I think there's a reason is because I can't hear his voice if I'm listening to all the noise. Mm yeah but we have to come to the place where we see God as the source of beauty. We mm-hmm. have to come to the place where we see God as beautiful. We have to come to the place where we see just being in his presence as the most precious thing that we could experience. and instead, we fill our lives with all these fake mm-hmm. realities, yeah, that we think are beautiful and going to fulfill those longings. Yeah.
1: And I think it takes a mindset shift also, Mm -hmm. which I know we've talked a lot about this semester, but Mm -hmm. taking a mindset shift or a narrative shift Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. see the beauty Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. it can be so easy to miss the things that he's put in front of you that he has created that are beautiful. And, and that's what social media does for me and going back to that, but like, Mm -hmm. it's, it's one of the things there's Mm -hmm. multiple, but that will take my eyes off of what God has created Mm -hmm. to be beautiful in my life. Mm -hmm. And I'm distracted by this noise, um,
0: that I'm searching for Mm -hmm. beauty in when I have Mm -hmm. this beauty that God has created right right here. Right. So how do you think we notice beauty? How do we make that shift I am looking at like a false beauty mm -hmm. to to intentionally seeking and noticing true beauty. Um, I'm not really sure.
1: (laughs) It's hard. (laughs) For me, God will. I just sometimes feel like he just like is like, hey wake up. Yeah. Like yep. I want to say smacks me in the face. I don't think he smacks me in the face, mm-hmm. but he's so much more gentle. He is, <laughs> <laughs> but I need smacked in the face sometimes. Mm-hmm. But, and he's like, look at, um, for me, it's noticing my, my thought patterns. Mm-hmm. Um, I, just last night had this, it's so funny because we do these podcasts and then God right before will be like showing everything, me. Everything yeah. Yeah. Everything <laughs> so is teaching preparing us. Preparing me okay. for this podcast. So last night I was just r- literally running from room to room in my house. Um, I was trying to clean. I was trying to finish up some work. I was trying to <laughs> tend to my son and my daughter and and literally both my son and my daughter were calling for me back and forth. So I was going back and forth, back and forth and I was thinking ahead already, my son's not gonna sleep tonight. Uh, my daughter is going to not go to bed, blah, blah, blah. All of these terrible, not mm-hmm. good or true, mm-hmm. praiseworthy things. And God reminded me that there are parents in the world in Israel that are going to bed without their children. Mm-hmm. And, and then he was like, see the beauty in what's right in front of you. See what I've put right in front of you. And then it really did, I just, it woke me up. It was an instant shift. And sometimes it's a harder shift. Sometimes I have to like write down 10 things that are beautiful around me that God has given me. But last Mm -hmm. night it was just an instant shift. And I was so thankful like that my children needed me Mm -hmm. and that I could be there. Mm -hmm. Um, It was, so it went from oh my children need me and I I don't, I can't. And then it went to my children need me. Like that is beautiful. Mm -hmm. And that's how God created us. Mm -hmm. And so I guess what I'm saying is um, looking to God has helped mm-hmm. me find beauty. Mm-hmm. And that's where it starts. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah. But then. And I think noticing- that's a growth thing too, right? Because you're actually talking about noticing the beautiful in what is difficult, right? You were seeing the beauty in the difficult thing. And I think that's even a growth. Like sometimes we have to just notice the beautiful, like that's actually beautiful in front of us before we even get to that point, right? Like where we have to, you know, where we, find things and we're going to talk more about this in the future about creating flourishing spaces and creating Mm -hmm. beauty but but looking like intentionally looking for the beauty in things like I used to go on walks and just be like okay don't look at the dirt on the road let's look for the flowers that are Mm -hmm. here or look for evidences of God's handiwork you know like go to the zoo and look at like just be in awe and revel mm-hmm. in what god has created yeah and so, so i think we slowly can train ourselves right by looking at beautiful thing going to an art museum my son my 21 year old and two of his friends went to an art museum the other month and i was like who are you right? i know which some kids maybe would do that but that doesn't seem yeah. in his character <laughs> and he's like mom actually the art was really cool we were just yeah. talking about it again the other day i was like you guys should do it again but there is that thing inside of us that longs to experience beauty. And when we do, it's something that touches our soul. And I think it's because we have that experience with God. And, you know, so many people say, you know, I experienced God on the mountain, you know, or on the lake or wherever, and it's out in nature. And I think there is something so real about getting away from life and into nature and experiencing the beauty that God created. And that's a step. But as we grow, then God is able to help us to even notice beauty in the hard, hard things. Yeah. You know, people have gone through terrible tragedies and then they're able to see the beauty of what God has done or restored in that.
1: Well, you sent me a podcast last week. What I don't even know the title or even mm. who it was. Um, but they were talking about solitude. Mm-hmm. So do you know what podcast mm-hmm. I don't do? You know yeah. Who? It's well, it's John Mark Comer. It's oh, it the was John, yeah. John Mark Comer. Oh, yeah. so when you're already talking about, well, mm-hmm. he talked about going into nature to, um, be alone with God. And mm-hmm. then there was just birds around him and mm-hmm. he was getting so annoyed right, by the noise. <laughs> yeah. By the yeah. noise. And he's like, uh, don't you know, I'm out here to be closer to God and there's birds here. Like <laughs> be quiet. Okay. And then, um, he talks about how like God was like, Hey, they're just doing what I created them to do. They're mm-hmm. worshiping. Mm-hmm. And then um, he saw the beauty right. that God had created. But it's right. really just, it is, it's is—it's like a mental
0: shift, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, right. And that's I th- why she's got this here, right? This is what it, it's all about, a mental shift. And I think that's the biggest component of resilience is that we're training our minds Mm. to look at the world differently to experience the world differently. And when we can be in those difficult moments when we've got kids screaming and waking us up and everyone needs us and when we are able to train our brains in that moment, to be resilient and to say, "Oh, this is beautiful. Like I have children. Mm -hmm. My children need me. God created them to need me and I am fulfilling my purpose in loving them and in caring for them Mm -hmm. right now. And that is beautiful. Like it just it does something inside of us that changes us and we suddenly are better able to handle it. I remember when uh, my kids were little, I probably have even said this before, and it felt like everyone was sick all the time, right? Early childhood, early uh, elementary years, and everyone comes home sick, and then it just goes through the house. Have you seen the meme really quick of like putting out my fall decor and it's like NyQuil and (laughs) Tylenol? Yes, exactly. (laughs) And we were in one of those seasons and I had, I think it was Kalena and she was puking and I was up through the night and I finally Rug a beanbag chair and wedged it in between the toilet and the tub and like propped myself in it and went to sleep with this like puking three-year-old on top of me because it was the only way we were going to get her to the toilet if she needed to vomit. And in that moment, it was the same thing. Like God just did this shift of my heart. Like you are here. This is your purpose is Mm -hmm. to love this child in this moment. And God is here with you. And that to me was where I finally w- recognized the beauty was I'm not alone in this. God is but with even me. Even when you said that, that was
1: beautiful. I got goosebumps because it sounds gross. Like you're holding a puking child. It was not mm-hmm. glamorous, mm-hmm. but it was beautiful because it's a picture of you taking care of your child mm-hmm. just as God takes care of us mm-hmm. and just what he's put in in you mm-hmm. that reflects him which is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And but I, in
0: that moment, but yeah, it's so hard to feel that, right? it, yeah. especially when you're sleep deprived oh, and yeah. exhausted from caring your for child kids. Up, yeah. And you're just like, Get me out, Mm -hmm. you know, but yes, it's the same thing. It's, it goes back to the boat and being able to just lay down beside Jesus. Like we have to find the beauty and just, okay, God, like this is all I have right now. And I'm just going to be with you in the midst of this and acknowledge that you're with me in the midst of this, but it feels so trivial and it is so mind blowing because when you recognize that God is there, it completely shifts the narrative. Mm -hmm.
1: I also think, though, like what he put in you to do that or what he's put in me mm-hmm. to, you know, wake up with my child or mm-hmm. to care for them. Um, noticing the gifts that God has given you can be challenging. Sometimes mm-hmm. the beauty he's put within mm-hmm. you because mm-hmm. he's created us as well and made us beautiful, right. too. Right. Um. And it can be hard to recognize that. Mm-hmm. I think trying to also be humble mm-hmm. and Noticing the mm-hmm. good that God has put into you as well,
0: right right that's a hard place, I think for some Christian oh women absolutely, to be. absolutely. We like to downplay whatever's good in us, be in the name of humility mm-hmm. um, which there is we there's a place where right, we can be a both place, yeah,
1: absolutely um, the differentiation or the differentiation mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a word, but anyway, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I think the difference is like, are you looking in you? for you or are you looking in you to see God? Right. right. Um, because we can see God and where He's put in us if we look for that.
0: Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's it's relying on Him and it's mm-hmm. recognizing what He has made me to do. And I think it's that still an act of worship. To, absolutely. And that comes down to purpose. And I think um for me this was kind of where the this chapter landed was really looking at um at purpose mm-hmm. and and calling and uh, why do we, create beauty? Why do we look for beauty? Like what is our purpose? And we are to be image bearers and God is the creator. And therefore we are to create as well. And we are to join him in this mission of creating beauty in this world. Our world is so broken and so lost and so devastated. And there is so much turmoil and heartache. And yet we are to be beauty creators in the midst of that. We are to reflect God into this world and we are to bring light and we are to bring life. And we have such an immense purpose. And yet, that's like our collective purpose, Mm -hmm. right? But then we each have a unique purpose within Mm -hmm. that. And if we look back at Rebecca's last book, Rhythms of Renewal, she talks a lot about thinking back to your childhood and what like brought you alive as a child. Mm-hmm. And like, even as a child, what was your passion? And what were you excited by? What made you come alive? And just thinking back through your life and the times when you've just felt so alive, and using that to help you uncover your own purpose. Mm-hmm. And you know, and what are you doing? And I was thinking about this last week. So, um, you know, I've been painting a lot this year. I wanted to I wanted to do a lot of creating this year and just um, using it as a way to rest and a way to slow myself down because art is not fast, art is slow. Mm -hmm. I still like try and make it fast, but um, art is slow and there is a process involved and it makes me sit. And so when I sit, I could either listen to worship music or I listen to a podcast. Sometimes I sit in silence, but I'm trying to use that as a discipline too and creating. Um, But then somewhere along the way, Um, I got this crazy idea that we should put our art in the craft show this year. Mm -hmm. And so then I set to creating art with a purpose of making this craft show. And last week, um, goodness, last week, I just had all sorts of revelations, but last week it was this, what is your calling? what is your calling and what is your purpose and that came kind of out of a conversation with kalena because i just saw her getting so busy at school and her word of the year is focus and i said are you losing focus like is this your calling why are you doing these things and then it was like god just spit it right back at me karen what is your purpose what is your calling why are you doing these things are you creating art just to get to this craft show because if so you've lost sight of why you started doing this in the first Mm -hmm. place and it was like this instantaneous I'm not doing the craft show I'm not doing it I texted Julie and I was like I can't do it I texted Kalina I'm like I'm not doing it I was like I I made the decision and I was like this is I'm not being obedient this isn't my calling not that art isn't good but I was doing it for the wrong purpose at that point Mm -hmm. And so I had to step back and now, you know, I think I created three, four, I don't even know how many pieces of art this weekend. I still created art, but it was with a totally different intention. And so I know that my calling is to preach. I know that my calling is to speak and to speak words of life and to bring the Lord's message to people. And I thought the only way I can do this art is if it's going to be bringing a message. And so I went back and I actually changed some of the art that I've made before Mm -hmm. and added verses to it. And I was like, what do I want this to speak? And then the art that I made throughout this weekend was extremely intentional. Um, I thought of someone who's really struggling right now and the Lord just put a song on my heart for this person. And so I painted out of that song to make this piece of art for her. So um, purpose, I'm like, where did we get onto this purpose? The the point is, is that we can do so many things that are not our purpose. And we need to take this, look at our longings, look at our passions, look at what has brought us alive and let all of that lead us back to how are we partnering with God and creating beauty in the world? Mm Mm-hmm. What is your purpose in partnering with God and creating beauty in the world? To me, it changes. Absolutely. Rebecca, when she was talking about
1: this, and I think it was in Rhythms of Renewal, but she did not start writing until she was older. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is what she feels is her calling, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't for her entire life. Mm -hmm. And she did, she went back to when she was a child and she was Mm -hmm. like, oh, I loved writing. I Mm -hmm. used to write stories, all the things. And then she discovered writing and would do it in her free time, but she wasn't Mm -hmm. writing books while she had, you know, young children at Mm -hmm. home. And so I'm having to remind myself of that um, Mm -hmm. because sometimes as a stay-at-home mom or um, when you have littles or... I mean, in really any part of your life, you can feel like your calling isn't meaningful. Mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. it's, I think that lie is mm-hmm. definitely prevalent, but, um, but knowing that throughout your life, your, your calling changes because mm-hmm. yours hasn't always been, mm-hmm. um, to be a pastor at one point it was to be a mom, but mm-hmm. even in the different callings, God creates beauty in each of them. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I'm
0: just learning myself and so I just want to take a little side note there. But yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And I think that there are um there are ways where it all weaves together. It does. And that's too. when it's
1: beautiful is right. looking
0: back at our stories yeah. and seeing how God has brought us to right where he wants us to be. Right. And yeah, like there have been seasons where my calling has been more in my home and to my children, but it's been to raise them in a way that then they're going to also be truth speakers in the world. And, you know, and now as I see them growing into that and exercising that, I just think, wow, like I, I could do all these things for Christ, but goodness it is so cool to watch your kids do all these Mm -hmm. things for Christ and so yeah it, it does it like it changes and it morphs and there are seasons when yes when we're called to pull back and not use this part of our gifting or this part of our calling but in that season God is shaping us for what is coming in the future
1: yeah and that's kind of where I thought of it is like you are great at art Mm -hmm. And you love art, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't make art your calling right Mm -hmm. now. Mm
0: -hmm. And there's some things that I love and that I'm Mm -hmm. good at, but that's not my calling right now. Right, right. And, you know, and yeah, God can use that and maybe it is a tool. And like I said, I had to get back to why am I Mm -hmm. doing the art? Am I doing the art to produce or am I doing the art to encounter God and to spend time being quiet before him? Totally changed, totally and completely changed my experience with the art that I've made in the last few weeks versus what I did this weekend. Yeah. Completely different.
1: I want to read a quote that she has. Um, She said, beauty is the antidote to scarcity. Mm. When we fear, we see lack. When we recognize Mm. beauty, we encounter the divine. Mm. And it kind of goes back to what you were saying about how we were all created to create beauty and Mm -hmm. to see beauty and to see God, you know, how he created all of the beauty. But when we lose sight of that and when our intentions aren't in the right place, that's when we are fearful and we see Mm. what we don't have and what we're missing. And and that's where our minds stay. Mm -hmm. Um, But beauty is the antidote to that. Yeah. So we're coming into a season Mm. that... (laughs) it's kind of hard, right? Um, so
0: talk a little bit about that. Yeah. You know, I've always had a tense relationship with Halloween. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is the season that we're in. Um, and you know, my convictions on this have, um, shifted slightly through the years and I've spent a lot of time seeking this and, um, and I know that as believers, we may not all be on the same page exactly. And we have to live within the convictions that God has set on our hearts. And so if if that's something that God has convicted you and said, have no parts in it, then you should have no parts in it. Mm-hmm. Um, for us, we're kind of at the place where, you know, there are pagan pieces to most of our major holidays. Mm -hmm. And yet I believe that Christ can redeem and restore. And I believe that we can bring light into even the darkest of places. And so as Christians, um, we feel that we are to bring light. And so do our kids go trick or treating? Yes, they do. We don't let them wear certain types of costumes. We try and stay away from certain parts of the Halloween celebration, but we choose that it is a time to celebrate community and to bring light and to have fun with our kids and get to know neighbors and Mm -hmm. things like that. And so we do that. Um, But as we talk about beauty and we talk about beauty as being a representation of God Mm -hmm. and bringing light and life, there are parts of this holiday um, that are glorified that really worry me and that i just do not believe believers have any parts in um, when we talk about haunted houses and haunted hayrides and things that are glorifying gore and death and satanism and witchcraft scripture is very very clear that we are to have nothing to do with anything demonic, nothing to do with anything that is witchcraft or spirit related, right? We battle against that. Mm -hmm. Like they are our enemies. If we are on the side of light and on the side of Jesus, like those things that are of the devil, we're to have absolutely nothing to do with. And, you know, we've got, all sorts of scriptures that we could point to. One of them, you know, that I pulled here is Ephesians five ten to 14. Carefully determine what pleases the Lord. Take no part in the worthless deeds of evil and darkness. Instead, expose them. It is shameful to even talk about the things ungodly people do in secret, but their evil intentions will be exposed when the light shines on them for the light makes everything visible. We are called to be people of light and light exposes the darkness. Mm -hmm. Um, But as being image bears as being a reflection of Christ, we are to bring beauty and peace and joy and light and I just don't see that being represented in some of the things that have to do with Halloween. So I say this as a warning as um, not as a judgment, but as a we need to check our hearts. And you know, we're talking about all of this and this longing what we maybe need to do is sit down and say, if I am longing to be a part of these things that are dark and evil, why is that? Yeah. Why is that? First um, John four eighteen says, perfect love casts out fear. W- 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 fear and God's love are completely incompatible. Yeah. Fear and beauty are completely incompatible. And she talks about that in this chapter. And so... I encourage you as you move into this season to really reflect and take some time with God. And why do I want to participate in these things that are dark and evil and brooding and demonic? Mm -hmm. And is there a way for me instead to flip the narrative and to look for beauty and to find beauty and to cultivate beauty in the midst of this season of darkness? Yeah. There's a way to do it. I I do believe that there is. I think so too. Um, so yeah, it's, it's between each of us and God. Like, mm-hmm. But I, I think that scripture is pretty clear on this one. Um, beauty is the antidote to scarcity. When we fear, we see lack. When we recognize beauty, we see the divine. Yeah. We need to seek the divine. And that's where it all comes back to. We call this podcast looking above. And there's a reason is because every single time we can come back to looking that, above. Yeah, right? we can look at what's going on in the world. And there is enough fear and evil and darkness going on in the world without us having to bring more of that into it. Mm hmm. We can see all of that, but then we're to be people of light. We're to be people of life. We're to be people of beauty and creating and bringing life into the darkness. Yeah, it's good.
1: Mm. So if we are talking about looking for and, and creating beauty and looking Above. We're just talking mm-hmm. about encountering God yeah. and looking for God. Like to put it simply, the whole yeah. podcast goes back to
0: looking for God. Yeah. Looking above. <laughs> looking above. Look, look for God. Look above the storm. Look above above the darkness. Mm-hmm. Keep looking above. Yeah. <laughs> Is that where we're gonna end it today? I think so. Yeah. I think so. Thank you for joining us.
1: Yes, and we'll say it one more time, as always, keep, keep looking, looking above. above. <laughs>